Hey, Jesus fans, welcome to True North Podcast, where we grow closer to God together. This podcast was brought to you by Solid Rock Church in Irving, Texas, and our host, Pastor Ed Snyder. To find out more about this podcast, visit our website at truenorthdfw.org. Now let's join Pastor Snyder in a new direction and a new destination. And welcome back to True North Podcast with your host, yours truly, Pastor Snyder. Hey, before we get started into the program, want to thank all of our listeners out there for your tremendous support. True North Podcast is growing. We appreciate all of our listeners, fans, supporters. Thank you, thank you, and again, thank you. One thing before we get into today, what we're going to talk about today, uh, I want to let you know that the book that I have been working on for some time called Control the Beast is in its final stages and getting ready to publish. Uh, most of you may not know, I have trained, taught in the subject of anger management, relationships, emotional intelligence, and it is all now comprised into one book. We're going to be developing lessons of each chapter. So it's a great, exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm super jazzed about this. So make sure you uh, stay close to our website, truenorthdfw.org. Make sure you stay close to that website. It will be there when it publishes. We're in, we are in the final design phase, the manuscript's done and ready to go. So we're super excited in helping thousands of people through the Control the Beast project. So, all right, folks, give me just a second here. We're going to get into today's subject, Heaven's Solemn Promise. All right, all right, let's do this. We are continuing our series, Heal America 714. Again, folks, I want to make sure you understand this is not about politics. This is not about what's coming out of Washington, D.C., about Unify America and all of that. This is all about bringing healing to America, getting ourselves back to the relationship, to moral and spiritual values that we need as a nation that was founded on Christianity. Uh, this series has been based on 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse number 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will hear from heaven and for, will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So today we're going to be talking about heaven's solemn promise. Now, I want to do another scripture that we're going to base today's uh, podcast on, and that is Matthew chapter 21, verses 18 through 22. The Bible says there, starting with verse number 18, now in the morning, as he returned to the city, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on its leaves and said to it, let no fruit grow on you ever again. Immediately the fig tree withered away. Verse 20, and when his disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How did this fig tree wither away so soon? Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, 
you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also you will say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. It will be done. And whatsoever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. So there, there is a promise that if we have faith, we do not doubt. You know, we've got everything lined up like we've been talking about the conditions that we need to meet so that God's blessing and favor will come into our life. We are seeing here now that whatever we say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, it will be done. And whatever you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. First John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, another base that I want to establish before we get into the, the crust of what we're going to talk about, and that is heaven's solemn promise. First John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, the Bible says there, now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, there's a, there's a catch right there, according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So again, we are going to learn today about heaven's solemn promise, the promises that God has given to us through prayer, and especially how to get those promises fulfilled. All right. Now, one thing that we need to establish, God is calling a nation back to repentance, uh, back to where it should be. All right. Now, in Second Chronicles chapter seven and verse four, uh, fourteen is a part of Solomon's temple being uh, dedicated, and God saying, "I've heard the prayer uh, there." And we're going to find out in a in a couple of weeks about heal our land and what all that means. But what I want you to focus on is this is a call to the nation of Israel to come back. To where they need to be. Israel was notorious for chasing after uh, idols and pagan gods, uh, the God of fertility and all of that. And God is saying, you need to get back where you belong. So the stipulations had to be met. The identity needed to be established. If my people that verse of scripture, seven, uh, chapter seven, verse 14 of second Chronicles. If my people, the question that I want to put in your mind today is, are you truly the people of God? Are you, and again, I, I'm, I'm not getting judgmental. Don't, don't take this wrong. Don't shut the podcast off because you think I'm going somewhere. Just hear me out. Listen to what we're saying. Are we the people of God? Are we in accordance to the word of God? When God looks at our life, are we, are we something that brings pleasure to the mind of God? When he looks at what we do, our actions, our attitudes, our motives, are they pleasing to God? You know, sometimes, you know, we joke around and say, ah, that, uh, he, he ain't my brother. He ain't my sister, our, our immediate family. We joke around because, you know, they, there's the black sheep of the family. We love them. 
There's no question that we love them, but sometimes they have fallen off into an area where like, come on, man, that ain't what we're about. So again, if my people who are called by my name, we need to understand who we are when we fulfill and obey the scripture in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. When we obey Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, go read that. Second uh, Peter chapter 2 and verse 9 comes alive. Because the Bible says there in that verse of Scripture, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So again, if we're going to become the people of God, if we're going to become, uh, shall I phrase, a modern-day nation of Israel, God's people, then Acts 2.38 has to come into play. All right? The next thing I want to bring to your attention, humble themselves. Again, you're still, you know, you can't be uh, still be bold and passionate, but yet humble. You can be aggressive in your career. You can be aggressive in building a great family. And more than anything, you can be aggressive in your relationship with God and in your ministry to the kingdom of God, but yet be humble about it. The the key is really simple, or the difference is really simple. Don't be braggadocious about what God has given to you. That's it. Being humble is understanding where it all comes from. You know, I, uh, God has blessed me. He has been good to me in, in my ministry and places that I have gone and, uh, privileges that I've had in the ministry and preaching different conferences and camp meetings and all of that stuff. And people come to me, oh, pastor, that, that's a wonderful message. And I do appreciate it. I'm a human being. It does feel good, but I still hold myself accountable to the fact that without God, I don't have the ability. So my response to every compliment is to God be the glory. The scripture says, or that talks about that, that he has done all of this. So it's an old Andre, Andre Crouch song, to be honest with you. Uh, and he, the words of that song is to God be the glory for all he has done. And so I, I want to make sure I give credit where credit is due and be humble about what God has blessed me with. And again, that verse of scripture is, and pray and seek my face. We need to be people of prayer, folks. We can't just sit around on the couch with a remote control in one hand and a Diet Pepsi in the other and expect God to bless. If you're in need of employment, you know, oh God, give me a job. And we sit on the couch drinking Diet Pepsi and watching reruns of, of the Andy Griffith show. We, we've got to get out there and we've got to fill out some applications and submit some resumes and knock on some doors and ask some questions. Uh, faith without works is dead. So again, we need to be people of prayer. James chapter 5 and verse 16 says, Confess your trespasses to one another. Pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So prayer is an absolute in our lives, and we need to learn how to develop our prayer life. 
you know, not just, you know, before we go to bed, uh, you know, you know, the, the simple bedtime prayers. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray my soul to keep and, and all of that. But spend time talking to God and getting to know God and listening to what God has to say to you through your pastor, through the preached or for the well, through the preached word of God and through your private devotions in reading the Bible. Next, uh, our, our text, our, our foundational scripture of Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14, turn from your wicked ways. Now, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 6 and 7 kind of brings it home real, kind of real hard here. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he, God, is righteous. Last week, we talked about the pivotal point, that one single word nestled into that verse of Scripture, and that word is then. The pivotal point is where it all happens. Now, we move in to the good stuff. Okay, again, if my people, are we the people of God? Are we the chosen generation will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, get rid of the sin from your life and become righteous because he is righteous? Then the pivotal point again is where it all happens. Now we're moving into the good stuff. And now it comes to what we're going to talk about today. I will hear from heaven. God promises to answer prayer in your life. So, but first, why doesn't God answer prayer? Now, I uh, I shared this message with our church here in in the Dallas area at Solid Rock and I asked the question, does God answer prayer all the time? And of course, hey, man, everybody. I said, is there a time that God does not answer prayer? And I mean, the place got as quiet as can be. There are, believe it or not, folks, there are situations God's not answering. I want you to think about that. God is not answering. And I'm going to show you why. Okay. All right, so why doesn't God answer prayer? And, and folks, when we don't understand what we're getting ready to talk about, that's where people lose faith in God. That's where they start blaming God for their problems. Well, if you didn't answer my prayer, you know, if you would have done this, then, you know, I'd have been all right. No, that's that's not how it works, ladies and gentlemen. We have to remain faithful, and we have to remain trusting God that he knows what's best for our life, whether he comes through with what we want or not. He knows what's best. So again, the best place that we can go is not my opinion or your opinion, but what does the word of God say? All right. Psalm chapter 66, verse 18, the Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, now listen closely, the Lord will not hear. Psalm 66, verse 18 if I regard iniquity, iniquity is sin, in my heart, the Lord will not hear. Better get repentance in place first before the miraculous comes. All right? You need a miracle of forgiveness first before you can get a miracle of healing after that. Sometimes God doesn't answer prayer because we have the wrong motives 
Why are we asking God for this miracle? Why are we asking God to do this or thus? Okay, James chapter 4 and verse 3. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss. Now, I quote that scripture constantly. You have not because you've asked not. You've asked amiss. But here's the real key to that verse of scripture, that ye may spend it on your pleasures. Now, we all have needs, and the God, God said in his word, he shall supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. So we, we've got that. You know, we, we have that promise. However, what is the motives that we're bringing this to God? Whatever that situation is, whatever you're praying about, again, we need to check our motives. Are we trying to get something that's pleasurous to us? or something that's actually going to be a blessing maybe to us and also for someone else. Again, we need to look at that and look at it extremely close. All right? All right. Now let's let's move on to something else. When you meet the stipulations and your heart is clean, your motives are right. So get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready for the blessing of God to flood your soul your life, your family, your career, because when we meet the stipulations and your heart is clean and your motives are right, God's going to flow because he will hear from heaven. Heaven's getting ready to come down. Now, I want to go back to Matthew chapter 20 and verse 21 and 22, uh, 20 and 21 and 22. The Bible says again in your reading, and when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, how did this fig tree wither away so soon? Jesus answered and said to them, assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to this fig tree, to the fig tree, but also you will say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea. It will be done, and whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. So when you do what you're supposed to do and get done, get it done and have faith, you will have power and authority through Jesus Christ. All right? Hey, we got to take a break real quick, hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Most of you may not know, I used to weigh almost 400 pounds, very out of shape, sick most of the time, in pain all the time. My mother raised me on a regimen of vitamins. She did her best to take good care of me and promote good health. Not until May of 2010, in my recliner at my house, in pain, my kids became my slaves because I just couldn't get up out of the recliner and get a glass of water. So I decided enough's enough. I'm tired of being tired, sick of being sick. And I started changing my lifestyle. Just smaller portions, nothing after six, and healthy food. It has been a journey of losing 160 pounds and getting back in shape. One of the things is, is I reinstituted vitamins into my life. And I want to recommend a great vitamin store in Pantego, Texas. It's called Wonderful Life Health and Vitamins. 
Brian Sermon is the owner, and I want to highly recommend to contact him and uh, get a good regiment of vitamins. He is extremely knowledgeable. In fact, I would call him the expert in health and vitamins. So reach out to him at one, the number one, lifehv.com or give him a call at 817-274-8853. He's located at 1543 South Bowen, Pantego, Texas. It's the Arlington, Texas area. And again, we endorse him here at True North Podcast to reach out to him and get what you need there. I promise you, you'll walk out very, very happy. If you'll mention True North Podcast, he'll give you a 10% discount. So again, wonderful health and vitamins. Pantego, Texas, reach out to Brian Sermon and get healthy, lose weight, and live longer. And we are back. So again, heaven's solemn promise, the, the subject of God answering our prayer. How are we going to accomplish what we need? How are we going to hear from heaven? All right. Now, here's some of the keys. Uh, listen and listen real close. All right. The Bible says again in 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. Uh, now, this is the confidence. This is, and you all know what confidence is. That's that assurance. That's I can do this. I can make this. This is the confidence that we have in him. Now, there's a priority. Uh, point right there. It's not about our ability. It's about his ability working through us. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So we here, here's what's got to happen here. Here's what that verse of scripture, verse 14 is saying, is that we've got to consider what does God want in our life? You know, again, father knows best. You know, when we were a child, we trusted our parents for our food, our housing, our clothing, our transportation, everything. There was a total trust that mom and or dad is going to get us to school, is going to get us home safe, is going to put food in our stomachs, is going to put clothes on our backs, and everything's going to be all right. We're going to be cool in the summer and warm in the winter. So the same principle applies. What does God want for us today? According to his will, he hears us. Verse 15, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So can I put it really kind of straight here today? We just need to grow up and we need to realize who we are. We are children of God. If my people if my people who are called by my name, are you a child of God? Come on, folks, let's grow up and realize who we are, that we need to hear from heaven. We need heaven to come down on us and bless us. All right. Now, the little bit of time we have left in this podcast, I want to hopefully get through seven keys to answer prayer, seven keys to answer prayer. Number one, as we just mentioned, know God's will. To get answers to our prayers, what example did Jesus set uh, that we should follow him? Again, John chapter 5 and verse 30, uh, I can do of myself, uh, I can of myself, there it is, do nothing as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous because I do, ne- do not seek my own will, 
but the will of my of the Father who sent me. So again, we need to understand God's will. What does God want for us? What do we need from God? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So maybe we need to pray, if we're going to get answers to our prayers of our needs, healing, financial blessing, understanding, relationship healing, whatever, whatever that case may be, maybe we need to first say, Lord, thy will be done. Lord, I need to know what your will is. Where are we going with this? So how can we know his will? Well, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 says, Be diligent to present yourself, approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so, again, looking into the word of God, when you study God's word, by studying God's word, you can understand God's will which is revealed in his word. And you'll begin to think as more like God thinks. You'll, you'll come to know that God is love and that his will is good for us. All right? So if we're praying according to God's will, then can, 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 we can know God's will is to answer our prayers. All right, let's jump down now to number two because we are quickly running out of time. Number two is believe God. Now, according to Mark chapter 11 and verse 24, therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. All right. So again, most people do not realize that disbelief that God will keep his promise or back up his word is simply a lack of faith. Doubt is faith in reverse. We cannot doubt, like we talked about last week on the podcast of Doubting Thomas. He had to have his finger in the nail print. He had to have his hand in the side before he believed that Christ resurrected. And God came into that room and said, here you go, Thomas. Put your finger here. Put your hand here. And and Jesus said, you know, blessed are those who have who believe and have not seen. So again, ladies and gentlemen, we we have to step out on faith. We have to realize that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can even ask or think of. That is his word. Now, does the apostle James, the brother of Jesus, confirm that faith is an absolute prerequisite to uh, receiving answer to prayer? James chapter 1 and verse 5 through 7, the Bible says there, James said, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without no doubting, for he who doubts is like the wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not the man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. So again, the person who wavers, the person who doubts God, will not receive an answer to prayer. If you lack faith, 
to trust God, ask God to give it to you. If you lack wisdom, ask of him. After all, faith is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, according to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22, which is a gift from God. Number three, let's obey God. We've got to realize obedience is something that we need to understand. Obedience is better than sacrifice, the Bible says. You know, maybe you're not getting answered to prayer because uh, here it comes. You're in disobedience. We need to understand that. We need to obey God. All right. Um, now, first, again, just a quick scripture, and then I've got to move on. I've got a few minutes left here. First John chapter 2 and verse 4. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Well, there you go. Let's, let's make it plain. All right. Number four is fear and humility. You know, too, too many of us have a self-sufficient attitude and think that they can get along fine without God that neither fear God nor respect God, uh, respect his word as the authority in his life. If people will pray, uh, that mindset pray, does God respond? Uh, okay, let, again, let's understand here. Psalm uh, chapter uh, 111 and verse number 10, the fear of the Lord. Now, the fear, when the Bible refers to fear, it's not about fear being scared of God. God does not want us to be scared of him. Fear means respect, honor, reverence. All right. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When you honor and respect God, it's the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments, his praise endures forever. Psalm 112 and verse 1, praise the Lord, blessed is the man who fears the Lord, honors, respects the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. And I think this may be right where some of us may be living. All right, uh, let's move on. Number five is be fervent. Uh, tr the Bible says in Psalm 62 and 8, trust in him at all times, you people. Pour your heart out before him. God is a refuge for us. And so again, let's let's do that. Let's be fervent. Number six, be persistent. Keep knocking on that door. Uh, after you get done listening to this podcast, go to Luke chapter 18 and verse uh, 1 through 8 and read about the parable of the persistent widow. Keep knocking on that door. Don't give up on what you need from God. Number seven, as we are in the final time, is use Christ's name. There's authority in the name of Jesus Christ. His authority, not ours, his. You know, he's the one that died on the cross. He's the one that rose from the grave. He's the one that ascended up to Mount Olives. Uh, the Bible says, all power is given unto him, Amen. To go ye therefore and teach all nations. The Bible says, neither is there salvation and given in any other. For there is none other name given among men whereby we must be saved. I'm telling you, somebody out there that's listening, there is power in the name of Jesus Christ. Use it in your prayer time. 
All right, folks, we are out of time. I really pray you enjoy this podcast. I also want to encourage you to visit our website, truenorthdfw.org, and also give me an email. Shoot me an email, esnyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R, at truenorthdfw.org. Love to make contact with you. Maybe we can set up an appointment on a Google Meet and uh, help you get through your tough spot. Until then, we'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us at True North Podcast. You can find us on iHeartRadio or any other podcasting platform. If you want to have any questions, visit us at truenorthdfw.org. We'll catch y'all next week.